It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's the Midtown Mo Show. No, it is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. My partner is Midtown Mo. That is Mo Moten, national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Make sure you read his work up there. Also, you can catch his Raiders column once a week, right, Mo? Once a week on sportsnot.com. Twice so if can... I'm feeling if I'm feeling generous. Oh, if he's feeling generous. Wow. It'll be Santa Mo. Give you an extra piece. That would be nice. You can catch him there. Follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. We appreciate you being with us. Hello to our YouTube viewers as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe and hit the notifications bell. Okay, Mo, to end the show out here, let's talk a little bit. We talked earlier in the show about the draft. We talked about undrafted free agents, the, the issues the Raiders still have. When you look at the trade and free agent market right now, guys who are still on the street, not on a roster. We talked about the Patrick Queen linebacker. makes all the sense in the world. But when you look at other needs at offensive line, particularly at tackle for some depth, at linebacker, even in the defensive backfield still, you could use some bodies there. Uh, When you look at that, what names out there kind of stick out to you? Who could the Raiders perhaps bring in to compete and help in some of those spots like linebacker? I have I don't have my cheat sheet with me, but I believe Dalton Risner is still out there, which kind of yes. surprises me. Uh, Dalton Risner played with the Broncos, solid guard. Is he is he a Pro Bowl All Pro player? No, but I think he's an upgrade over what the Raiders have at one of the guard positions, assuming Parham as that is that one spot because Nate Muti is not a starter in my eyes. Alex <laughs> Bars is not a starter in my eyes. Raiders, if you're not going to pay Josh Jacobs, at least go get a starting guard opposite Dylan Parham. The other position, I think, at cornerback, you can upgrade there depending on what's what's out there. I know a lot of people say, well, they missed out on Rocky, bringing back Rocky Asin. But what I will say is that, to me, them not bringing back Rocky Asin tells you what they think about Ja'Cory Bennett, that he can really play right away. But a, a lot of Raider fans have brought up Marcus Peters, right? And I'm, I'd be okay with bringing Marcus Peters in. But understand... This isn't Marcus Peters from two years ago. No. He's coming off of a torn Achilles, I believe, or a torn ACL, one of the torn Achilles, I believe it was. He had a down year last year. And I know fans love the big names. And Marcus Peters is a big name. And, you know, he he's from the old Oakland area. So people want him and saying, oh, bring him home. And I get all of that sentiment. But understand that Marcus Peters at this point in his career isn't the ball hawking Marcus Peters you know from years ago. Now, he could probably right. still grab a couple of interceptions, <clears throat> and he could still cover to an extent, but he's not that same player that you remember uh, his earlier Ravens years or when he was with the Rams or even with the Chiefs, if you want to go back that far. Just understand what you're getting if you're bringing in Marcus Peters. He's not going to be a, a, a pen-in starter. He's going to compete for a starting job. So, Mo, you look at the free agents available still at – uh, at tackle, particularly offensive tackle, George Fant, you know from the Jets. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his status Solid. is. He's still there, uh, 30 years old. Cameron Irving from Carolina is available. Eric Fisher, he's a left tackle from Miami. Isaiah Wynn is still out there. 
Chris Hubbard is still out there. He's 32, so maybe a little bit on the other side. You talked about Jason Peters and Juwan James. Um, there's some good. There's some good names. To your point, not all pro guys anymore, or aren't all pro guys, but people who you could supplement that line with if the price is right. So you got to figure that these guys don't start getting itchy until June, right? Because you don't really need to sign before camp. There's really nothing going on. Uh, so, so some of these guys, we might not know what they do there with some free agents until June, even July. Right. There's one name I looked into Isaiah Wynn, Cause I'm wondering mm-hmm. to me, that would be, that was one of the first names I penciled in that the Rays would sign in free agency simply because the Patriots drafted him in the first round in 2018, I believe it was right. out of Georgia. Right. With and he Daniels. has a versatility. He has a versatility. He can play, he's played both tack positions and yeah. he played guard at, at Georgia. So I'm like, why don't yeah. the Raiders sign him? So I did some digging. Mm. I, I I did some digging. I was <laughs> Inspector Gadget Mo, and I did some Mike, research. <laughs> magnifying glass, we need one. Right, and and I and I looked at Isaiah Wynn's Twitter profile, and he's out there making demands. He's oh. he basically said in his Twitter uh, in a tweet, he said, "If you're not offering five million, I'm not going to even talk to you." Wow. And I'm like, whoa, like this dude, I'm not saying like, like, dude, you've been hurt a lot in New England and you weren't exactly living up to your first round pedigree. Yeah. And you're out here making demands. Like, I'm not going to even talk to you unless you offer five million. And I'm like, okay, this is why he's not a Raider, because he's out here trying to dictate terms when he wasn't even a top tier player. And, And that's not something that. Josh McDaniels with Dave Ziggler is going to want to get involved with. So if you're wondering why Isaiah Wynn isn't a Raider, check out his Twitter profile and you'll see why. Yeah. Now, now, if you look at 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 Spot Track and you look at his value, they do market values on there, right? Yep. They have Isaiah Wynn at a 15.4 million average annual salary. Now, that's I know. Yeah, that's crazy. 77 million over five years, right? And this is coming off his contract where he earned 11 million. Uh, over the course of his of his career in New England, uh, guaranteed. <laughs> so you look at that, and and it's just, but the, the, the so when he says five million, he's I don't know where he's getting that from and where he's basing it on, but he's managed by CAA, you know, one of the big sports firms out there. And it's interesting; these guys have lots of demands, but then when the phone doesn't ring, those demands start to change really quick. So he might be one of those guys. I have a feeling though, somebody will pay him probably what he wants out of desperation. You'll have one of these teams lose, you know, crazy stuff happens. Somebody's knee blows out and suddenly they're willing to pay whatever they have to, to get, get somebody in, especially a guy like this who's versatile, who can move around. So we'll see what they do there. But, but, but it's interesting. There are good names to my point out there on offensive tackle linebacker, different story, Mo from a linebacking position outside of Patrick queen. You talked about Isaiah Simmons. Um, not a, I mean, it's the, 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 linebackers in the NFL, most of them that I appreciate the most are already accounted for and signed. But is there anybody else out there who you would argue for might be a good fit in Las Vegas with Patrick Grant? Not among the free agents. Yeah. I, I, to me, if you're going to go with a linebacker, you're going to have to, you're going to have to gauge a trade market. Mm-hmm. To me, there aren't, there aren't any linebackers out there that I would sign and say, okay, that guy should be a starter. A lot of people, again, they like, they like the big names. They brought up miles Jack. And, and yeah. I will say there, there's a reason why the Steelers let Miles Jack go. He's he can't cover. Right. <laughs> now, now if you need him on early downs to to play the run, support the run, fine. But 
Uh, I, I wouldn't touch Miles Jack. The only guy I would give consideration to, and I'm not sure if he's available or not, because again, I don't have my free agent cheat sheet with me. Jalen Smith, uh, former huh. Cowboy who dropped in the draft. I believe he dropped in the second round because there were questions about his knee. He had a resurgent year with the Giants right here in my backyard, uh, right in the middle of that defense, played pretty well. Now, I don't know what the, his condition is or what his situation is, but if you could bring in a Jalen Smith, I, I think that probably one of the better options they have on the free agent market. Again, I'm not jumping for joy and saying that he's going to, you know, shore it up for them and be the only answer, but I think definitely an upgrade, which is not saying much, but I think he can play well in the middle of that defense. He, he actually, he actually upgraded or elevated that that giants uh, linebacker court last year. So if you could bring in a Jalen Smith, if he fits your scheme, I definitely take a, a flyer on him. Yeah. You look at some of the guys available. You talk, you talked about miles, Jack, Deion Jones, and this is on the inside, Zach Cunningham, mm-hmm. a guy named Corey Littleton. Gosh, they're still paying Corey Littleton, by the way. <laughs> Might as well bring him back. Might as well bring him back, right? They're Just play for anyway. us for free because I'm already paying you anyway. <laughs> uh, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, there's nobody on the inside. And then on the outside. Uh, you just mentioned it. I'm what's, sorry. What's the that? one guy I would bring in, yeah. Kyle Van Noy, fits exactly what the well, Raiders are looking for. Now, I know. I get it. He's 32 years old because a lot of – I put this out on Twitter. I said, this is how the Raiders fixed their linebacker course. They trade for Patrick Queen, and they sign Kyle Van Noy. And I I know he's 32, but he fits the mold of what the Raiders have been looking for with their defense. I said and this on Twitter. Gap. Two things two gap. things that Dezeger said after the draft that mattered to him most that he mentioned over and over again. Football character and versatility. Yep. Those are the two things that I heard over and over again from him at least five times during his post-game press conferences. Kyle Van Noy does that. Now, he's not great at coverage at this point in his career, but he can he can supplement the pass rush. He could definitely supplement the run. And he and he knows, has, has experience. Not that he knows the system inside and out, but he can he can definitely patch up that, that linebacker corpse and be, as you said, a stopgap for a year and give you something. Yes. I, listen, at this you, point, you need a I body. Said, He's better than Spillane, in my opinion, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. take Kyle Van Noy oh, yeah. over Spillane simply because of the versatility factor. Well, that, that's why, Mo, I, I got to think. I mean, <clears throat> I just can't imagine, although I shouldn't say this because you just can't fill all the holes in one season, but I can't imagine the Raiders going into the season with the guys they have now and some undrafted rookies. I, I just can't, I can't see it. So to me, it points to they'll do something. Again, it doesn't have to be a blockbuster trade. To get Patrick Queen, I don't think would take a lot. Uh, and I think he's worth it because he's going to play on spec. He's going to be playing for a contract. So you're, you're, you're going to get the best out of him, you would hope. Uh, so we'll see what they do there. It's going to be, it's going to be a crazy little, little mini kind of season here bet- between now and training camp to see what they do. But remember last year, we said this about offensive line. They got nobody. They're going to have to go get somebody. And they didn't do it. They, they developed what they had, and it got better. They, they don't have bodies at linebacker, though. They don't have anybody to get better. That's my, my point there. So that's really dangerous. I think it becomes the biggest hole on the team right now. Unless they are putting all their eggs in the Luke Masterson, Darian Butler basket, which is a, a very risky proposition. But yes, I, I yes. would believe that they're going to bring in at least one linebacker, either via trade or free. So <laughs> they, they have to do something there because if they go into the season with what they have, that is probably going to be the biggest blunder of their offseason moves. 
Right. So right. And, and you're and you're not going to get all pro linebackers. You're going to get, to yeah. your point about stopgap, you got to get a guy that's not going to cost you too much. But because, again, they're building through the draft. They need another draft to really make a, a bigger step. And so they're not going to do anything to get rid of too much draft capital. They need it uh, badly. And so I think you're going to see that. Dave Ziegler has been very consistent about it. I know Raider fans want to win now, but the reality is they're going to take another draft class to, I think, get to the stratus to where you're like, okay, now this if, – if, if, and that's if the, the, the class this year performs as it should and maybe even a little better, and you get out of your stars what you need to as well, and your quarterback stays healthy and you're in a good spot, then suddenly you might be in a position next year to, to make the jump and maybe make the playoffs. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know Raiders fans are tired of the band-aid approach at the linebacker position, but that's basically the position they're in right now. Yep. Just remember what they did when they acquired Denzel Perryman and turns it into a Pro Bowl linebacker. I think they're going to try to hit on another uh, linebacker at the position. So now, now it's a different regime, but I think the same idea holds where you're just going to have to get a low-cost player and see what he does in the season, and then you move on from there. Absolutely. Uh, Mo, before we get out of here today, we're already done, unbelievably. Um, we had some news. Henry Ruggs, the former wide receiver for the Raiders, of course, first-round draft pick who um, was driving drunk and, and killed uh, Tina Tintor and her dog in Las Vegas. If you remember the accident, no one can forget it, uh, made a plea deal. Uh, this week, this past week, to uh, plead guilty to the charges. So now he will await sentencing, and he can move on with paying his debt to society and I'm sure to Tina Tintor's family as well financially. However that works, I'm not sure. But uh, one of those kind of milestone moments where it's unfortunate the young man's life was altered, as was the young woman who lost her life and her family forever. But, Mo, the Raiders get to sort of move on from this uh, once he's sentenced and he's off um, it's, it could be anything. He could go away for quite a while, or he could get some leniency, uh, for not having any other offenses. So we'll have to see what they do. It is a felony in the state of Nevada, uh, especially, uh, with what he did, but, uh, but good for the, for the team and for him to start to just move forward with their lives. The buzz on Twitter, a lot of people were asking is, is his, the time that he's already been kind of out of the picture, is that <laughs> going to factor into his time served? A lot of people saying that's outrageous because he actually killed a person. And people are also upset about the, the time range of his sentencing. I think three to ten years is was the number. And a lot of people are saying, wow, three to ten years and you and you killed someone. But when you get into law, and I took a little bit of criminal justice in college, it's all about intent. You know, right. there's intent there that ups the sentencing range. If there was obviously no intent, I believe it's manslaughter for him. Mm -hmm. Then you're not going to see, a, you know, a 25 year sentence or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And we'll see what they do. You know, it, it depends, too. In Nevada, they can be very difficult on drunk drivers, as you can imagine, with, with the environment there. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a young man had no other trouble. I'm not making excuses for him because, again, he deserves what he gets. Uh, he took the life of a young woman, unfortunately, because of his carelessness and, and lack of 
um, awareness to what he was going to do or what he put himself in the position to do. So we'll have to see. But at least uh, at least it's moving forward now. The family can get some justice, too, because they deserve that. That's number one in my book over anything that happens to Henry Ruggs. Um, now, I get it. People are still angry at him for what he did. There are people out there um, who lost uh, loved ones to drunk drivers, and they this brings up bad memories for them as well. Uh, it's one of those things in society where... Um, you're right. Intent matters, but at the same time, so does justice, and, and you have to do justice for those people who lost their lives, and for the Tintor family who lost their daughter. Uh, just a, a tragic thing, and again, uh, good good for everybody to start to move forward and to deal with it and to to move on and, and move forward. So there you go. That's uh, the the um, the latest on Henry Ruggs. I believe um, the plea is set for May 10th, which is Wednesday for anyone officially. Interested. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be it'll be tomorrow, so you can. Uh, Pay attention, watch any of the Las Vegas news. I'm sure it'll be on the national news as well. All right, Mo, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday, um, but we record the show before the schedule's released, so we won't have that information, but I'm sure it'll leak out, so we'll have something. Yeah. It'll leak out as well as we'll have four features on Trey Tucker being the next star in the NFL. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Also, Trey- I have a, I'll have a Bleach Report live show Thursday night. If anyone's interested, nice. so we'll have... Something pre on this show and then post on Bleach Report, pull up the app. I'll be there talking about some of the Raiders' most intriguing games on the schedule and where you can go to have some fun and just link up with other Raider fans and where you might want to go and have some fun with a win instead of a loss. Because there there are some wins on this schedule, so I want to direct oh, yes. fans to the, to the positivity. Yes. No, it's a tough schedule. <laughs> doesn't mean they can't rise yeah. to the occasion, by the way. Yeah. But see, I love this. So on Thursday, you wake up on your way to work, you listen to us. And then in the afternoon, you get to listen to Mo after the schedule's released. We got you covered. Man, we just got it all covered. All right, my friend, I will see you then. Sounds good. All right. Thank you guys all for joining us here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. If you don't already subscribe to the show, please do that for us. Wherever you get your audio, just hit subscribe and then put on the auto download. For those viewers on YouTube, thanks for being with us and thanks for seeing you. It's always good to see you from here and uh, to mix it up with you in the chat. So we appreciate that. Hit the subscribe and the notifications bell for our ace producer, Mr. David Stepanian. And for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. We will talk to you on Thursday, Raider Nation. Enjoy your week.